So I said, I am absolutely never running for office again. It's never going to happen. Hear me out. This is why. So all of my life, I've wanted to be mayor of Cleveland, right? Um, as soon as I understood what the mayor does or like what the president does, I've wanted to do that, right? Um, I wanted to be in political office, particularly in the executive branch. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to help people is what I thought, right? So 2017 rolls around and I'm like, I think, I believe that I hear God telling me to run for office, right? And so like, I'm gung ho about this because this is the dream. And if God has given me the green light, it's time to go, right? I should have paid attention because he never said that I was going to win. He just said, run. A whole other conversation. We can talk about that later, about sometimes you need to pay attention to what God actually said versus what you wanted him to say in that situation. But that's a, that's a whole other thing, right? That's neither here nor there. But um, I start running <laughs> and I realized that I didn't like selling myself. And essentially, that's what a politician has to do Furthermore, right, politicians have a price. It's, it's kind of baked into the process, right? Like you have to raise money to run. Um, people have to buy who you are, right? It's the consumption conversation on a micro scale. And I was very uncomfortable with it. I was very uncomfortable going door to door talking about me, right? And not really listening to what the issues actually were but talking about me and not having enough time to dig into what the issues were with those people, right? Because I come from a community organizing background. And so we're taught to listen. We're taught to build power, not to show up to a space and demand what you want out of the situation, but hear what actually is needed and organize around that. And that is antithetical to what it means to run for political office. That wasn't the question, though. The question was, why did you get into, uh, into the political field? Well, uh, I think it depends on what you mean by political field, right? Um, I've been a community organizer, I'd like to say, since I, was, <laughs> since I was at home, since I was a kid. I grew up in a house with four other girls. Um, I was the oldest, and if I wanted to get anything done, I had to organize, Right. Because generally speaking, they wanted the exact opposite of what I wanted all the time. And if I if I ever wanted right, if I ever wanted anything to happen, like, you know, clean the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Mommy said we had to clean the kitchen before she got home. And like the issue is if the kitchen isn't clean, she isn't going to call all of us to the kitchen. She's just going to call me because I'm the oldest. And so I'm like, hey, can you help me clean this kitchen? No. Please help me clean this kitchen. No. So then you start incentivizing it. Hey, I'll give you a couple of dollars if you go ahead. Because I'm the only one working in the house other than my parents. So the only person who actually got any money to spend is me. This was my capital. This is how I got things done. Right? Um, and then I started using their self-interest. That's not part of the story. That's where I learned my organizing skills. Right? Um, and then when I got to college, uh, <laughs> Dr. Francis Dorsey put me on a path of understanding who I was outside of being a Christian and somebody's brother, but understanding who I was as a black man. And then understanding how America systematically takes us down. 
and has been doing it. And the only reason that America exists is because they need black people to be subjugated. They need a subjugated population to exist. That's how capitalism works. And our brand of capitalism is actually called plantation capitalism. Plantation capitalism is built off the plantation. This, this, this whole system wouldn't exist if there isn't a subjugated class. And when I understood that, I started to see my life in the world around me differently and knew that I needed to help, right? Because my sisters didn't understand that. And that's who I did everything for. They didn't understand it. So they were about to come into a world that I know that we didn't learn this stuff at home, right? And so I have to get active. I got to get involved. Um, And then I heard, (laughs) then I heard about the cradle to prison pipeline from the children's defense fund where at, Using the third grade reading scores, they start building prisons because if you don't graduate from high school, right, if you're not reading at grade level or grade three, and that's the distinction between learning to read and reading to learn, right? If you're not reading to, if you're not reading to learn well, chances are you're not going to graduate high school. If you don't graduate high school, chances are you're going to end up in prison. So they start building prisons. They start preparing for your demise. And this is the system that we grew up in. And so I got involved with the Children's Defense Fund in 2009. It's where I met Leslie. And she, that's a whole nother story. Leslie will probably be on the podcast at some point for y'all who doing the Patreon thing. I'm going to have this, this dope series called My Friends Are Dope. Um, because I got a bunch of dope friends and they don't know that. Like I just told all of them right now because we at my lunch party. I just told all of them right now that they going to have to be on my podcast. They didn't know that, but that's happening. Um, I'm looking at all of you. Make sure I'm making eye contact and we're moving on. So I got into politics because I thought that I could help. I realize now that the way that I help is not to leave the political field, but to stay true to what God called me to do and help those who are in the political field, uh, the political fight. What do I mean by that? I started a church, Purpose Community Church. And I really believe that our call in Purpose Community Church is to take care of those who are taking care of others. We're not necessarily the church that you're going to see out into the community doing food drives, but we're taking care of the people who organized your food pantry. We're taking care of the people who are your who are your counselors, the ones that you go to with all of your problems. Right. We're taking care of the people who are in the social services because nobody asks them if they're okay especially not the church. The way that the church has been set up, they use them for their gifts and then they push them out because they're in close proximity to the people that the church doesn't want anymore. And so that's why I got into politics. And that's why I started a church. That's a bit of my origin story and why I'll never run for office again. That's all I got to say about that. I'm out. Amen. Don't skip this outro. I've worked too hard on this outro. I've literally recorded this like 300 times and I'm over it. You've listened to the one of these episodes. You're definitely my friend right now because I put in a lot of work for this. Season two is about friendship. Share it with some of your friends. I don't care how you share it with them. Just share it with them. Okay. Because like, I'm really sick of recording this outro and people don't even listen to outros anymore, but you better be listening to this outro. And if you're listening to this outro at this point, you are probably my best friend and I appreciate you so much. So take it to that next level and subscribe 
on whatever podcast site you're listening to. And if you want to engage with more content, talk to me a little bit. We're so I said media on everything. Okay, enough. I'm done recording these outros because you're probably not even listening to it anyway. But if you are, thank you so much. Now go listen to the next episode.